Matthew chapter 27, we're going to start in verse 50. I want to talk to you today about the power of Jesus' resurrection. I want to talk to you about, I want to give you kind of a, for those of you that don't already have it anyway, I'm not trying to uh, insinuate that nobody here knows, but I want to give you a deeper understanding of just what happened when Jesus died on the cross and and they put Him in the tomb, and then when He rose again, what exactly uh, that did for us. So let's look in verse 50 of chapter 27. Jesus, when He had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. This is when He's on the cross. And behold, the veil in the, of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. And that veil is what separated normal, everyday people from the Holy of Holies. That was where the, the ark was kept. Only the high priest could go in there, right? So when Jesus died, that, that veil was torn in two. It was opened up for everyone. And the earth did quake, and the rocks rent. The graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after His resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Now when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly, saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. Let's go to the Lord in prayer before we go any further. Lord, I just come to You right now, God, and I thank You for this Word. I thank You for what You've given me, Lord. And I ask that You give me the, the thing I need to share it with these people. I ask that You send the anointing right now, Lord, that I could speak with boldness, Lord, and, and clarity, that they would understand what You have for them today. And I ask this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. So we look at this Scripture and we see a lot of really crazy things that happened when Jesus died on the cross. And you know, you really have to examine this Scripture and see that uh, it wasn't just things that happened when He died, it was also things that happened when He was resurrected. Because it says those graves were opened up and those saints that had died, it says that, that slept, arose after His resurrection. I think that's pretty symbolic of what really happened. See, <clears throat> the Word tells us that when Jesus died, that He, before He ascended into heaven, it says He first descended. And it says He led captivity captive. See, there were many that were captive already being held. But He went down because of the price He paid. He was able to conquer death. You hear people say He conquered death, hell, and the grave. And that's exactly what He did. He showed the entire world, all of creation, that those things did not have power over Him. Right? Man, that's a wonderful thing, y'all. 
It shows you what kind of Savior we really have. See, if this would have been just another man, that veil wouldn't have torn in two. There wouldn't have been an earthquake. It would have just been some coincidence if there was. There wouldn't have been no graves busting open and people climbing out of them with all of a sudden they're alive again. None of that would have happened if it was just an everyday average man. And that's why that centurion could stand there and nobody could even contradict what he said when he said, surely this was the Son of God. I want you to understand something today that if Jesus had died on that cross and they took Him and put Him in the grave and that was the end of it, we wouldn't still be talking about Him today. 2,000 years later, we wouldn't still be talking about Him. I was doing a little bit of reading on the internet this week and I even hate, I hate to do it sometimes because people get into these discussions and there's always some idiot that gets on there and makes a comment because they don't know any better. But they, they made the statement that, come on people, it's been 2,000 years, get over it already. It speaks volumes about not only that person's situation in life, but it speaks volumes about the real truth. You're right, it's been 2,000 years and people ain't got over it. See, there was power in His resurrection, not just in the fact that He rose from the dead, but what He did when He did. There was never a time before that that somebody of their own power had rose from the dead. That's significant. Because see, there was a time that Jesus called Lazarus Lazarus out of the grave. He said, Lazarus, come forth, and here he come walking out, wrapped up in all kinds of cloth and bandages and, and you know, fighting and struggling, and they had to unwrap him. He was alive. That wasn't by his own power. It was by the power of God, power of Jesus. So this is the first time ever, the only time it'll ever be, that somebody conquered death on their own. Conquered it on his own. He proved to everybody who he was, what he was capable of. But what else did he do? He made a sacrifice for us, right? He was a sacrifice, paid for our sins. So doesn't it sound like he kind of cheated when he rose again? No, he didn't cheat. See, he went to hell. He had already paid the price. But because of who he was, because of his power and his might, he overcame it. He overcame it. Turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. You know, it's real easy to sometimes get caught up in what happened before Jesus died on the cross. And it's all worth talking about and investigate. 
I, I don't want to take anything away from it because that's how He paid for my sin was through the, the torture that He took. The Word says that those stripes that He took were for my healing. He was bruised for my iniquity, my sin. So I don't want to put that down in any way. But today I want you to think about what happened during His resurrection. What He did during His resurrection. Why did He have to be resurrected? Why was that important? You see, if He would have just died, there would have been no evidence of what He had done. Everybody would have said, yeah, He was crazy, just like I thought. Because Jesus told them, I'll be back in three days. You'll see me again. And He walked among them. Y'all realize that He walked the earth for about 40 days after He was crucified? People saw Him. He didn't, he didn't hide. It wasn't a secret. Only a select few people knew about it. He walked around on the earth 40 days after His crucifixion. That's powerful. That is a testimony. We don't serve some some kook, some quack. We don't we don't serve or pray to or or have a relationship with somebody that couldn't back up what they said they were going to do. He's always been truthful. He tells you exactly how it's going to be and that's what happens. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 13. Now, this is something we have to look forward to. I want to get you thinking about resurrection today. Not only the resurrection of Jesus, but how is it going to be for us? 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. Who's he talking about? Those that are already dead, right? Don't be worried about them. That's what he's trying to say. But I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Thank God we have hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, how many of y'all believe that? He died and rose again, right? We believe that. Even so, them which, which sleep, even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Didn't Jesus promise us that? He said, I go away to prepare a place that where I am, there you may be also. Right? Y'all are going to get a hold of this in a minute. Hang on. <clears throat> For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and the voice of the archangel. And with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds 
to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Verse 18 is is very important. I could have stopped at 17 and went on, but I want you all to hear 18. Comfort one another with these words. So the next time somebody you love passes away, I want you to remember what this Word says. Next time somebody you know loses a loved one, remember what this Word says. It says comfort one another with these words. There's going to come a day when you're going to be together with them. In fact, they're going to rise first. And immediately after, you're going to be right there with them in the air. The Word tells us that we'll be changed in, the, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Like that. Gone. With them. Man, what's that going to sound like? I was coming home from work one day. And there was just some weird stuff going on in the sky. I can't even explain it. But it looked like the the clouds had just parted open on one side. It's like everything pushed away. And it, caught, it was it was awesome looking enough that it caught my attention. It's like <laughs> why did, why did I act like that? You know why? Because I'm anxiously awaiting his return anxiously awaiting. See, that's the word. That's what the Word tells us. He, it says that He is coming for those that love His appearing. Longing for it. Like, I can't wait to see Him when He comes. Is everybody else here going to see Him? I don't know. Don't really care. Because I'm ready, man. I want to I be there. The only thing that keeps me from not wanting to go right now is that I know He's got work for me here. There's others that need to be reached, and and I'm concerned about them. They need to know God. Listen, I'm telling you this today because I want you to get excited about Jesus' return. I want you to remember that He conquered death, hell, and the grave. There should not be a fear in your heart about dying. He's already beat it. You say, well, that's Him, not me. No, listen. When you accept Jesus as your Savior, guess what you inherit? Eternal life. Because He conquered death, hell, and the grave. It's transferred to you. There's a song we used to sing. and <clears throat> Brother Jerry was kind of wanting to sing it last week. and We decided you really need two parts to sing this song. But the way it goes is the chorus, kind of the, the, the guys will say, <clears throat> I'll have a new body. And then the women kick in to say, praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Man, y'all think about it now. Some of you kids don't understand what it means to have a new body. But some of you older folks know, I'm getting a taste of it. It's going to be a blessed thing to have a new body. A perfect body that doesn't decay. doesn't wear out. You don't ever get tired. You don't have to worry about exercising. You don't have to worry about what you eat. You know, watching calories and 
all that kind of stuff. Perfect body. And praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. I'll have an eternal life. Free from sin, free from sadness, free from sorrow. Because Jesus overcame all of that. Let's put it all behind Him. I want you all to realize now, when Jesus was resurrected, like I told you, He walked around. People saw Him. They didn't just see this ghostly figure coming by. He was flesh. Do you know He's coming back in flesh? He is forever a man. He's the God-man. He is God in flesh. His flesh ain't like ours anymore though. It's a new body. A new creation. But He's coming back in flesh. You'll be able to touch Him. People then, they sat and ate with Him. See, we don't talk about that much. We think, well, he, he died, was resurrected, gone. No, man. He sat and ate with people and visited with them. Can you imagine the first time? Look, you've just been through this traumatic event. Johnny, imagine if, if you saw your mom or dad just beaten beyond belief and hung on a cross and died, and you put them in a grave. How devastated you're going to be. Just tore apart inside. And then three days later, he comes walking up and says, Hey man, how's it going? First of all, you're going to say, Am I seeing what I think I'm seeing? Have I gone crazy? But then you're going to remember what he told you. Listen, those disciples remembered. Oh, wait a minute. He said He was coming back after three days. He said He was going to be here. Listen, and He just confirmed what He said He was going to do. And here He is with us. It wasn't just some mystical thing. There wasn't like a fog that rolled in and He spoke out of a cloud. No! In flesh, He stood before them. They touched Him. They, they talked with Him. They handled Him. For 40 days... And then they watched Him ascend into heaven. He didn't just disappear. He didn't just fade away. They watched Him rise up and be gone. It's real easy to forget some of these things and forget about what kind of awesome power, awesome events those people saw. You think I wouldn't write that down? <laughs> you think I wouldn't write it down and send it around to somebody? I mean, y'all got to hear this. We need to put this on YouTube or something. I guarantee you, Courtney would have been standing there with her phone, filming it, sending it to everybody. That's what they did. If they would have had that kind of technology, I guarantee you the whole world would have saw it. They told everybody they come in contact with, well, wouldn't you? Man, you don't know what I've just saw. Let me tell you about what Jesus has done. See, the fact that He was resurrected confirmed in their hearts this truly was the Son of God. He Everything He's promised me now, everything He said before He died, 
I can bank on it. You think there wasn't some doubt when he died? There was some doubt, y'all. There was some doubt. See, they were they were expecting this this king. They were expecting this Messiah to come and free them from all kinds of worldly persecution. It's not what he came for. He came for spiritual persecution. He came to save their eternal body, not their their fleshly body on this earth. So they'd listen to him, and man, they believed him, they loved him, they ate with him, they dwelt with him. Everywhere they he went, they were with him. They believed everything he said, and then he died on the cross. And they put him in a grave, and hope was gone. That's it, it's over. Everything he said, man, just I thought something good was going to come out of this. Y'all listen. How many times has that happened to you? In events in your life transpire and you say, all hope is gone. It's too late. Nothing God can do. Nothing. He's not obviously, and He's not going to do anything, right? You think they didn't feel that way? But what happened? He was true to His word. After three days, whew, rose from the dead. He was there with them, confirmed everything He had told them. They could then remember, oh yeah. Jesus said this. And because He rose from the dead and was able to conquer the grave on His own power, you know what? I believe everything He said now. I can believe everything. I want you all to think about that today now. There is power for you today in that statement. I don't know what all your situations are in life. I don't know what's going on, but I guarantee you at some point, if you haven't already, you'll get to a point where you say, hope is gone. It's too late. Nothing nobody can do. See, if Jesus wanted to, He could have come down off that cross. He didn't have to go through death if He didn't want to. He had the power to just knock everybody down come off the cross, heal himself instantly in front of everybody. But you know what he did? He went ahead and died and showed them that he still had power even though he was dead physically. So when you find yourself at the end of what the world has said your limitations are and you say, no, there's no hope. It's too late. There's nothing nobody can do. I want you to remember that when it was too late, when there was nothing nobody else could do, Jesus went ahead and just rose from the dead on His own. Remember that He has power that goes beyond human comprehension. He has power to change events and move things around that work in your favor because He is God. And that's who we serve. You see, the the power of His resurrection is just not about being rose again from the dead. It's not just that He came back to life. It's that He conquered everything. In the process of that, everything He had ever said is confirmed true. So when you find comfort in the Word of God, remember, it's made true because He did what He said He would do. 
if he had ever said anything and it didn't come to, tr- come to pass, you can't believe him. But you can't find one of those. You can't find one of those. Everything he said would happen, happened. And that's the power of His resurrection. Listen, He did some wonderful things on the cross. But the most wonderful thing He did was when He rose from the grave. He gave us hope again. That hope that was lost. Listen, they had hope before He died. But I guarantee you most of them lost it when He died. You may have had hope before bad circumstances came about. But you need to remember who your hope is in. The Word says, I know who I have believed in. And I am persuaded that He is able to keep that which I have committed unto Him against that day. That's the Word you need to be hanging on to. And remember, it doesn't matter how you feel about it. It doesn't matter what you see in front of you. Do you know who you're believing in? Are you persuaded He's able? Because see, my God is able. It doesn't matter what the world has to say about it. He's able to overcome any of those things. That's the God I serve. That's why I serve Him. Because He is God. He's all-powerful. There's nothing He can't do. I wouldn't serve any less. Why would you cut yourself short? Say, well, I can just understand Him better. I'll serve this God. No. My God can conquer the grave. I can't think of a greater feat. Come back, bring life where there was death. He didn't have to do nothing mystical when He rose Lazarus from the grave. What did he do? He just spoke the word. Lazarus, come forth. He didn't have to get over there and start humming and ooh and make a bunch of smoke and, and fireworks go. He didn't have to do all that. He just said, Lazarus, come forth. That's power, man. Y'all ever watch uh, Happy Days? Some of you kids don't even know what Happy Days is. Kenny, you remember Happy Days? Remember the Fonz? What would he do? Women would just come. He'd have one on each side and the other one's begging to get up next to him. He'd walk over there and like that on the jukebox and his favorite song would just start playing. They'd be about to get in a fight or something and the Fonz would walk in and everybody would just scatter. No, uh, we don't want to mess with the Fonz. Where did he get that coolness from? I don't know. It's TV, right? But I always wanted to be like the Fonz. Pop the collar, fixing your hair, and snap. Right? Jesus didn't have to do that, man. He didn't have to stand in front of the mirror and make sure his hair was just right and wear the leather jacket. He didn't have to do all that. He just spoke and things happened. He just said, some of y'all wish your wives were like that. (laughs) See, Jesus just spoke and it happened. 
He just said, Lazarus, come forth. Y'all remember the one guy that was so concerned about his servant? He said, Lord, my servant, he's, he's about to die. And Jesus said, okay, let's go. He said, no, 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 no. I don't eat, I'm not even worthy of you to come into my house. All you got to do is speak it and I know it'll be done. What did he do? He said, he said, go, it's done. That's it. He didn't have to pray no 10 minute prayer. He didn't have to work up these emotions inside of people. He just spoke. That's power, y'all. That's power. Man, I wish I had that kind of power. You'd be crazy to not want that kind of power. He even had people ask him, I'll give you money. Just give me that kind of power. You don't understand. You've missed the whole point. He is the Son of God. Serve Him like He needs to be served. Remember what He did, not just in His crucifixion. Don't focus just on His crucifixion. Focus on His resurrection. The power that He displayed in that event is immense. They didn't have to have a, a big circle and holding hands around his, around his tomb and praying and burning fires. and They didn't have to do all that. In fact, they weren't even there. They, they showed up and the stones rolled away. Some angel sitting inside. He's gone. He didn't need their help. That's the God we serve. Remember that. Find comfort in those words. That's what that Scripture says. Comfort one another. You see somebody down, remind them, look, aren't you a child of God? And they'll say, yeah. Don't you remember what He did? He rose from the grave. That's who you serve. That's where your inheritance is. He cares about you. 